It's time for NRL Supercoach Roundtable Discussion. We go a little bit deeper in our quest for victory. Now, here's your hosts, Holly G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanson, and Andrew Molinor. Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. I am your host, Paulie G. Got uh, Pete with me again, Peter Hanscom. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, thanks, Paul. On the back of five losses in a row, but yeah, still smiling. That's good to hear. And we've also got Andrew Moldog Molinaroli with us. How are you, Andrew? I'm good. I'm the opposite of Pete. I'm nearly in a purple patch, two wins in a row. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. No Ryan MS this week. Um, hoping that he'll be back for the weekend review show that we do, of course. You can find this show and that show at our website, www.supercoachpros.com or on the iTunes. Let's go straight into some Supercoach chat, as we do every week on this Roundtable podcast. We'd like to get a little bit deeper, and this week we're going to talk uh, about the teams that are in contention for the top eight. So obviously Brisbane and the Cowboys are safely through at this point. Uh, no need to, to really look at them in any sort of negative light. Um, unfortunately for myself as a fan of the Tigers, as well as any fans of Knights and the Titans, we're pretty much writing them off now. I think they're looking ahead to 2016 and beyond. So if you own any of those players at this point, you're really owning them, you know, and you putting the blindfold on, you're covering your eyes and hoping for the best, probably not looking to pick up any of those players unless they're uh, as bargain buyers or cheapies. But of all the other teams, look, there's still every opportunity. Um, you know, we've got 11 teams that can make the eight or, or could miss out altogether. And this is what we try to look at, which one's forecasting, you know, will stay in contention for the eight and how long down the road, which will help us which sort of players we want to pick up. Uh, over the upcoming week, especially when we're weighing up between one or the other. We'll start with the team that's at the bottom of this uh, rung, and that's Andrew's team, Manly. They play four of the top five teams in the next four weeks, so looking to probably break even in those games just to be mathematically alive come mid-August. And no bottom team, none of those bottom three teams in the last month. That doesn't help. And In fact, they play the other top five team (laughs) before they're done too in the Roosters. Andrew, as good as... Things have improved in recent weeks. It would, I think it would still take a miracle for them to get there, and they could be knocked out sooner rather than later. Well, it's one hell of a test, isn't it? They've got the uh, Cowboys, uh, albeit it's at Brookie uh, on Monday night, but then they've got to go to the Red Hot Warriors uh, mm. the next week, and they, I think they I think they've got the right Roosters. But they do play a right over there in, in recent years. Yeah, they have been, but I mean, not like... The Warriors haven't been playing like this before. <laughs> Sean Johnson is just in red hot form, and I think the week after that they got the Bunnies again at Brookie, yeah. uh, and I think maybe uh, Brisbane, and we've taken that to, to Central Coast. But yeah, it's going to be tough. I'm, you know, obviously I'm still barracking for him, but um, Supercoach wise, I think it's uh, uh, probably best to steer clear of their forwards for now. Um, and while they're still on the hunt, anyone in their star backline is probably a good pickup. Yeah, you're really looking at Daly Cherry Evans or probably Tom Trebovich as the obvious ones. George Tafua has been coming good, um, but again, you know, when you're looking for that, now you're looking at keepers. You know, want to keep them through. If if Manly knock out with his injury history, if they, if they get knocked out, he may not even finish the year. So that's the tough a tough one with Tafua there. With uh, well, and with Travojevic, I think with Hiku injured, I don't know how long his injury's for, so he he might be squeezed out in um yeah, if Hiku makes it back. But yeah, 
Daly Cherry Evans, and I guess uh, Felina Taylor is a, a, a good option too uh, if you want to see someone <laughs> doing offloads in their own 20. <laughs> Getting those four-pointers for your yep. team. <laughs> yeah, and um, Peter Hiku might be back in another week, but not this week. So if you're a Tom Trubovich owner, you're watching carefully there to see it time to sell him on. The Parramatta Eels, well, they uh, need to find a way to win probably three of the next four to be a realistic chance to make the top eight because after that they've got um, three games against fellow top eight competitors and one against the Roosters in their final month. Um, definitely all starts this week in a big game against the Dogs, Pete. I think um, you know it, it, the end could come fast for a team that, that barring semi Rajaraja, don't have a lot of supercoach uh, potentials there. Yeah, there's some... Oh, well, as any Paris fan would tell you, they've been a frustrating team to follow this year. Um, very up and down. Um, in recent times, however, their form has been reasonably solid. They beat the West Tigers, had the bye, and beat uh, the Dragons at, at home and beat a week in Melbourne in Melbourne. So there's some form there. They, and um, if Sando is on, um, anything can happen. Uh, this game on... Uh, tomorrow night against the Bulldogs is a big one. The Bulldogs aren't in real good nick either. So, yeah, it all starts this week. If Parramatta can string a couple together, then there might be a chance. In terms of players for Supercoach, um, as I said, if you're game enough to, to grab Sando, then maybe a couple of the younger forwards have come on a bit this year might be a chance. Um, and if uh, Nathan Peets and um, the other hooker out there, Degois, are back in the team, then maybe there are options as well. Yeah, we'll talk a bit more about that late mail later in the show. The Panthers also, Pete, um, you know, they've got the Knights in round 26, but that's their only game against those bottom three teams. They've got to play the Raiders twice. I'm thinking they've got to win both of those games to even stand a chance with tough road trips to Melbourne, Wollongong, and, of course, uh, playing Souths away as well. Yeah, the uh, Penrith, once again, um, I thought a couple of weeks ago when they beat the Rabbitohs that they were on their way up. And I thought, oh, here we come, because if you remember... I I predicted them to to make the grand final this year. <laughs> oh well, be tough for me. Um, they have had a lot of injuries, and you know, once again, they've been hit uh, with with injuries, which we might go through a bit later in the show. But yeah, it's it's um, it's a tough gig um, where they got Melbourne away um, at home to Canberra, which won't be an easy one for them. Then away to Pen- to South, so they beat the other day, um, and then home uh, with the Warriors coming to visit. Uh, it's it's not the worst draw in the world. They're, they're a chance, but it needs to really start happening now, and hopefully for them, their, their injury curse is over. Yeah, and you probably... The top players you want, you know, Coruscant's been playing well. Now Higgs, yeah, Higgs, is likely back. Um, Bryce Cartwright's in a rich vein of form at the moment. He's probably an obvious one. Um, but yeah, that's probably where you're looking at for Penrith. The other guys are probably a little bit too up and down, and also that risk of them, them dropping out if they, they lose their next couple... Andrew, the Raiders, look, they've probably got one of the easier draws out of these teams we're talking about today. Certainly if they can win their games at home um, or against bottom eight opponents and they can find a way to, with a couple of away wins, they could sneak into the eight. Usually, you know, you've got to win at least half your games to make the eight. They've got a decent for and against. Um, either way, you'd say they're pretty safe to keep playing guys like Blake Austin, Sia Soliala, Josh Papali, um, you know, Jared Croker, plenty of Raiders studs that, that should should be playing to their full potential until round 26. Well, they're, they're attacking, aren't they? They're a good attacking team, and that, that just... I mean, with uh, just one Jared Croker putting all the, the goal kicks over, I mean, 
he was my staple a couple of years ago and they kind of went off the boil a little bit with uh, their attack and his his points suffered but now they're attacking well and scoring points he's he's scoring well too so I mean this year Canberra a little bit like the Warriors were last year so so inconsistent can't can't pick it but if they can if they can uh, win a couple of games at home which they haven't been able to this year yeah I think they'll be a a, a, a good chance I, I like I really like watching him play and that Blake Austin is I mean such such a good player and. I wish I picked him up earlier in the season. <laughs> he still could be very viable at the um, even at hooker for you because he obviously plays at two positions. And you know, if you've got the salary cap room, and there's no harm at this stage of bringing in those big price players, even if they lose a little bit for you, it doesn't matter. You know, you want the guys that get the most points, obviously. Um, the Sharks next five weeks have got some tough games, but a fairly smooth final three weeks means that they could get away with just one win in the next month or two and still be in a strong enough position to fall into the eight uh, or at least be there or thereabouts. Andrew, I'll go to you again. I mean, you've already got Andrew Fafita up there. You know, Jack Bird's probably still a play at this point. You know, Luke Lewis comes into contention and, and a guy we're going to talk about a bit later, Paul Gallen. But with that draw, we're, we're, you know, we're seeing that these guys should play hard till the end. Well, they should, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... I, I, I love uh, I love Fafita. I love the way he plays, especially Super Coach wise. Um, they do have the doggies at Belmont next week, so that should be a tough one for them. And then they've got to go over to uh, to the Warriors over in Auckland. So a couple of tough ones, but they will be fighting for it. So that, that all bodes well for your Super Coach players. Yeah, that's right. And speaking of the dogs, they're next on our list. Well, they probably need a win or, or two, you know. We just said about that game against the Sharks. Because um, they've got to play Roosters, Broncos and, and Souths away, three of the following four, although the easy last couple of games helps them. Pete, it's a tough call. James Graham's back. You know, Trent Hodkinson's back. That affects Moses Embi. You've got Brett Morris now done from Origin. There's some players there, super coach-wise, that you iron off, but you... We're just not convinced yet. Can the dogs go all the way? There's some top line players in the Bulldogs, uh, both uh, general wise and super coach wise. Um, I don't think he's he may not make the team this week, but that young Sean Lane has really made an impact in uh, the few weeks he's been in first grade. Yeah, he's been named ahead of Tim Brown, so we expect him. Still yeah, to get that's some a good minutes. selection by Desi. Typically smart selection there, and uh, no, I think he's a very good, uh, as we've said in recent weeks, a good pickup super coach wise. Um, if you're looking at purchasing someone like James Graham, I think that'd be a bit risky with his injury history this year. Um, maybe a couple of the others might have a bit of a letdown after our origin. I'd, I'd wondered about the, the fitness and form of Josh Morris. Mm. Uh, David Clemmer might also be a little bit tired. Someone like Brett Morris, who also played origin, might be a slightly better option in that regard, I think. And, of course, uh, Michael Leisha has, um, has been uh, tackling anything that moves this year as well. So... I think those players certainly would be very good options. And, of course, our young Moses Mbai um, has had a, a very fine season as well. Someone like Hodkinson is, appears to be a little bit on the outer. In, um, yeah, he's, he's been named this week. I think Mbai's on the bench. So I think the Moses Mbai train may now wait until next year, unfortunately, for the supercoach owners that own him. Um, but... Hodkinson not really an option supercoach-wise, unfortunately. Mate, I wouldn't be surprised if Hodkinson gets hooked off again as he did a number of weeks ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that, that the plan will be to bring Embi on as an attacking weapon. But um, I think the Dogs will make the eight, though, having said that. I think they'll have enough strength to... I think Des will get them there. 
I, I have to agree. And worst case scenario, if you're owner of guys like Lane, Aiden Tolman, for example, the Morris boys, Josh Jackson, perhaps, is you know that, that they don't make it, but they'll still be there in the last round. So for your super coach team, they're going to be given a hundred percent all the way through. Um, you know, not that we say that players out of contention don't give their all; they're all professionals. But yeah. we do. But know... they're likely to have early season early season-ending surgery, like if Matt Moylan. That's right. You know, what's the point in Matt Moylan come back round 24 at Penrith, uh, running 13, you know? And that's why we're doing this uh, segment, Pete. I'm going to have to ask you a tough question about the Dragons now. Um, they've got some tough games to come, but they've also got Newcastle, Gold Coast, the Panthers and Tigers. So you would think they would sneak into the eight regardless of, of their games. But, um, you know, I guess the slight, the, the fall... Is, is what's affecting things. Injuries probably affecting it, but uh, can they bounce back and, and get back into the eight and some of their big super coach players get back to those those in, those numbers we enjoyed earlier in the year? Yeah, well, I'm sure a few um, super coach people wouldn't have been too thrilled with uh, with Mary McGregor resting Josh Dugan the other day, but he's back again this week, and they also get Tyson Frizzell and, and Joel Thompson back, so it's it's coming back towards the team that that put all those wins together earlier in the season. Mm, Benji um, Marshall back too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I personally, I think that um, they will win the games that they that they should. Like the ones against um, against Penrith, uh, the Titans, and the Tigers in the last three rounds. Jeez, if they don't win those, then they don't deserve to be there, in my view. Um, also, um, you got uh, they play Newcastle um, in Sydney as well. The other ones are a little tougher, of course. This big game against Souths on Saturday night, um, but they do have a very good record against the Warriors in in all at all venues, and they play them in in New Zealand in a few weeks. The players that you'd want to really stick by there, I think um, uh, Will Matthews has been a bit of a workhorse, but certainly I think um, blokes like Dugan and, and Marsh will be back for the long term now, and mm. you'll see them as said play it right out. They'll be, I think they'll make the eight. I know I'm a little bit biased, but um, I think they'll make the eight, and uh, yeah, you can rely on a few of those players um, playing a big part in it. It's uh, a tough... course, don't forget, Merrin is out still for another three weeks. Yeah, it's a tough matchup against Souths, but after that, it should get easier. And, and if you're looking at your Supercoach finals, and you're looking at games like against the Knights and the Titans, it's a great opportunity. Players like Josh Dugan putting up some big numbers there, potentially, you know, um, and and some of their forwards. Once they're back to full health, Tyson Frizzell, Joel Thompson were putting up good scores. Um, before Origin and even in those earlier earlier games around Game One, so there's certainly some some choices there. And, and in the absence of of Merrin and, and those other other blokes the last few weeks, Cray and Cooper have been doing well. So we can see St George uh-huh. forwards continue to put up those good numbers. Justin Justin Hunt is another one who played very has played very well in the last two games, and so he wouldn't be a bad pickup either at this time of the year for the Dragons. I think he's particularly with Nabuli out injured. He's um, He's pretty much cemented a spot there on the wing for the Dragons for the rest of the year. It'll be interesting because a few guys come back, like Dylan Farrell, a bit later. But we've talked in the past about the one thirteen thousands and trying to optimise your lineup with that. But if you had a bit more room to move, or you or you were a bit shorter for cash and needed to find someone, Justin Hunt's very affordable, so it's still an option. Maybe not our prime option um, in regards to wanting to really go at those 113s and, and maximise your top 16, 17 playing. But he, he's definitely on the radar of a lot of super coach owners, Justin Hunt, at that price. Let's have a look at the Storm now, Andrew. And they really can't afford to drop the next two. Uh, pressure will be on, uh, you know, what should be an easy game at Leichhardt Oval. If they suddenly 
go two games, you know, under that sort of magical, you know, fifty percent figure, they'll be eight and ten essentially. Um, and going to Leichhardt, that could that could be tough, regardless of where the Tigers are, are are placed. And they've also got their last two against the top two teams, Brisbane and North Queensland. There are enough easier games to get in the eight, but um, I guess when we look at those top eight teams, if someone was to drop out for either maybe the Sharks or the Raiders or even your Manly team, the Storm the Storm would be one of the contenders. Well, they've, they've, they've lost three in a row at the moment, and I, I mean, I don't want to write them off. They're too good. Uh, they've with, lost four in a row. They've lost four, have they? Oh, there yeah. you go. Oh, I thought it was only three. So yeah. if they lose this one, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll write them off. <laughs> if they lose this one, they're gone, because I don't think they'll be able to beat... Uh, Brisbane and North Queensland. Uh, yeah, dare I say this is a four-point game? <laughs> it's a four-point four game, especially with uh, Penrith, you know, just just underneath them. So, but I mean, it's Cameron Smith and and, and Cooper Cronk. I mean, there's no Billy Slay there, obviously, but with their their front row of Bromwich, you know, again, I just I, I think they'll make it. I think they'll beat Penrith this this week, and I think they'll do just enough. They've got enough uh, experience there. Plus Craig Bellamy factor. These yeah. they're too good of a team, or the players are too good to to not be able to to turn up and, and put in some good numbers. There's a lot of those easy games in the middle there, and they have a very good record against the Sharks, which will be a tough game because both players are, both teams will be going for the eight. But when you look at those guys like Cameron Smith and Jesse Bromwich, those bankers, you know, we're really this week is critical now. If 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 somehow Melbourne drop this game, and suddenly you really are questioning. Sort of whether you should have any storm players in your lineup, um, but if they win, then you're sort of happy that you've you've held on to or gone out and got those guys for your run home because they should put up consistent good numbers all the way through. If, if the last few years have been any guide, uh, I'll stay with you, Andrew, for the Rabbitohs. They've got a horror final month. They play three of the top four, the current top four, and the other games against their grand final opponents from last year, the Bulldogs. But a win this week versus the Saints, and currently they're already in, they're already fifth, so they've got a better record, obviously. Uh, so a win this week could seal a top eight berth, really, even though they might win only one of their last four. Yeah, pencil them in. I, I think they're, they're going to come good. Uh, Inglis has got Origin behind him now, so he, I think he'll start posting some big numbers. Uh, who else? They've got Reynolds. I mean, if they start, start scoring points, he's going to get two points after that every time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah... I, like I said, pencil them in. They're, they'll come good. Um, yeah, Alex Johnston, he's, he's been a bit down of late, hasn't he? Um, so has so Dylan Walker. He's another one that, you know, we expected more from. Yeah, so, I mean, their back line, I, I'm really, I, I mean, I like Reynolds and obviously Inglis is, is my go-to for, the, for those guys. There are, I think they're going to start coming good. It's, there's a lot of tough games for Souths and a lot of tough super coach matchups. Proceed with caution. Isaac Luke got suspended again, um, so he's out for another week. Cameron McGuinness will get a nice uptick, but it's only for one week. Um, very hard to look at any Souths player with confidence at the moment. You're taking players on trust like Greg Inglis, Adam Reynolds, a t- horrible matchup for him this week. John Sutton's actually been one of their best, but he's now under an injury cloud. Um, George Burgess is coming good, but again, a lot of these tougher matchups to come. Super coach wise, if you don't have South's players, you might decide as a point of difference just to hold off them. 
Let's look at the their Warriors. Their toughest opponents are all at home after this game, so they should fall into the top eight um, backwards if they have to, Nathan Friend style, but <laughs> <laughs> they should be strong candidates for the top four moving forward. Um, Pete, you know, there's not really much to say. I mean, you could own six, seven, eight Warriors players, you know, and you'd be doing very well super coach wise yeah, absolutely. They've got a bloke in there called Sean Johnson. I don't know whether anyone out there in Supercoach land has heard of this bloke. <laughs> if you haven't got bad. him now, oh dear, you got to pony up. <laughs> this bloke is in sublime form. Um, yeah, if you haven't already got him, then, then you, as you said, you're probably a bit late. Um, some of the other players, though, as you said, um, Harrell at the moment is having a little bit of trouble making the team. When he's there, he's great, but when he's, when he's off, he's... He's off. He's a little bit sums up the Warriors all together, that bloke. Um, some of their other players are very good. The, the young um, second rower, uh, the hyphenated name, uh, something Mariner. Fatal uh, Mariner. Fatal Mariner, yep. Not a bad young player. Um, he's coming along a bit in the last few weeks, and I think he's been gradually getting more minutes. So he He's starting be... this week. Sorry? He's starting this week. Yep, it's a, it's a good move uh, by McFadden. Um, so, yeah, he might be very well worthwhile. He's a pretty good cheapie, I think. I'm not sure of his exact price, but, yeah, it wouldn't be a lot. Um, so he'd be worth a look. And, uh, yeah, some of the other players around Johnson, as I've said several times on the show, that um, they will pick up with um, with the form of, of a bloke like Johnson. And their forwards, of course, um, Captain Mannering and, and Lilliman have, have been excellent for them this year as well. Yeah. And you'd, you stick with him if you've got him. Captain Mannering, you know, um, he's under a little bit of an injury cloud, but they say he'll play. Look, I don't think any... Sean Johnson also under an injury cloud. We'll talk about the late mail shortly, but I think all Warriors will be on deck. They'll want to beat the Roosters. The Roosters came over to New Zealand not that long ago and won in, in sort of last-minute circumstances when the Warriors held the running for much of the game. This will be a, this will be a, a great game coming up, and players like like you mentioned, Sean Johnson, tough match up this week, but overall, you know, obviously doing very well. Mannering, um, also Ben Madalino and uh, Bodine Thompson are worth mentioning. Tumalala Lahalehi, and we're going to mention another outside back, but I'll save that. We call that a tease. We'll save that for a bit later when we get to our keepers and and um, cheapies in uh, in a few moments. Finally, the Roosters. Andrew, they've got some tough games mixed in with some bottom feeders, so you would say this uh, top eight place is all but secure and a top four beckons for them as well. Yeah, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they've got the best roster in the league. I mean, have a look at it. They should win Um, the comp, really. Yeah, they should. I mean, it's not ridiculous, but it's it's borderline ridiculous how good their team is, uh, even in super coach-wise too. So load up. Yep, Tavasa, Sheck, Ferguson, they're probably your best options. Maria Hargraves is playing awesome. Not seeing as many minutes out of Guerra. Maybe Orbison is a point of difference, the way that he's been going if he keeps getting 80 minutes. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. We do it each and every week on a Thursday night. And, uh, of course, you can find us on iTunes or on our website, www.supercoachpros.com. But it's not all you can find on the website, of course. You can also find the game recaps, the upgrades, downgrades, Ryan MS's one to watch, Pete's profits, and the all-important Supercoach previews each round by round. We look at our unique uh, predictor model that, um, that we've devised here, looking at specifically, I guess, at matchups and, and you know, as well as obviously past games and, and 
predicting future performances, and we rate each and every game for you there. And it's all free, www.supercoachpros.com. And a very integral part to what we do for you is our Twitter feed and our Twitter handle, at supercoachpros, supercoachpros. We tweet out before each game. And uh, we give you the late mail, or the, not not just the late mail, but the final team lineup. So we'll help you if you're about to get a zero because your star player has been ruled out. Um, you get a tweet from us on your phone or iPad, whatever the device that you like um, to receive such information on, and you can quickly make those changes. So it's all at Supercoach Pros there on Twitter. We also take your Twitter questions. We're going to go through a few of them a bit later in the show. Keepers and cheapies, we've got to talk about it each and every week. This week we're looking at it from a different perspective. We've sort of broken it down per minute played and then we've projected some extra minutes for players like Bryce Cartwright and Jake Granville. Now these guys could become instant top five players if they keep playing 80 minutes to the end of year. We've already talked a bit about Penrith and Bryce Cartwright. I think you would you would agree, Andrew, that um, you know if there is a way to bring him in, he's not the cheapest, but as a keeper... Um, He's looking all right, you know, barring injury, um, to be perhaps a point of difference if you can get him in there. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a great young player. He's got that offload in him, so he's going to score points there. Yeah, if only he needs to uh, lift up his his minutes a bit and pushing towards the semifinals should do that, I think. He's playing I've... 80 at the moment, and so you'd assume that Cleary will leave him out there for 80 if there, you know, there are any chance yeah, I mean... he's got to be out there on the field, doesn't he? Yeah, of course, especially with Manny Moylan out. So he's just got that extra bit of skill that they're probably lacking, a bit of creativity. And, I mean, you saw what he did against South. I mean, there's not many people who can do that, especially back rowers. So. Well, he bobs up like a fullback because he plays both sides of the Both sides, game. that's right. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's really good like that. And I think that might trouble Storm a bit this week. So, um, yeah, he's he might score well this week just based on, on his uh, his offload and his speed. He's one of our um, potentials to go very large this week. Um, got a nice floor as well. Jake Granville, Pete, um, if he gets 80 minutes, you know, he could be as, as good as, as any hooker, you know, Smith McCulloch included. Absolutely. I really rate this young guy. Um, made his debut with the Cowboys this year after previously playing with Bruce, but not get much of a go. You know, he wasn't going to get, to be fair, he wasn't going to get past McCulloch. Um, Made his debut, and as I recall, scored three tries, I think, on the, on the boot of the Cowboys already second game. The, the Cowboys, were remembered, lost their first two or three games, and then Sean Blake came in, and everything's changed around since then. It's been Rory Cross Jason hasn't got a look in. Um, no, you'd, you'd absolutely pick him up if you possibly can. This young guy is, is very good, very consistent, and, and you know, he, he tackles he. he he tackles big numbers as well. And once again, he's been helped by playing in the team with a Blake called Thurston and as well. And he's been creating opportunities for them as well, you know. And, and if you're going to play two-gun hookers, you, you can do a lot worse than Jake Granville. A guy that's not so much points per minute change, but actually getting on the field. The very injury-prone, but amazingly athletically talented David Fusatua from the Warriors, Andrew. He's another guy... Top 10 finish if he stays healthy. The way that he scores, not just this year, but last year as well, um, super coach wise I mean, the fact is, as I said on the review show on Sunday, um, he actually, he's too generous sometimes. I've seen him pass the ball over the line. Uh, he should have scored himself. He could even go larger. Yeah, I mean, he burst on the scene last year. and He's a great talent. And the Warriors are sport for choice over there, aren't they, with the outside yeah. backs. 
the only thing that worries me, obviously, is, is Hurrell. If he comes back, he'll probably get pushed out because, uh, again, Qatar, he's, he's doing wonderful things too. So It's interesting, isn't it, And what would happen there? It'd be a tough call. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. They could play in the back row. They're that big and that athletic. Um, mm. So it, it, it is interesting, but I, I'd just hold off on him for, for now. Saying he'll that, he'll go up go, a lot because he's played too, so it's one of those tough calls that if you probably don't get him now, you probably miss the boat. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's a tough one. He's probably going to go large, you know, I've said, I've said <laughs> hold off. It's a bad but, matchup for him this week too, which doesn't That's help. the thing, it's against the war, uh, the the Roosters, sorry, and I just don't see them scoring too many points against uh, what's one of the best defences in the league. As, as what we're doing all year, and we're about to talk a little bit more strategy, every purchase you make now is for the end of the year there's no way that you can just buy a player for money if you're going to look at your team and say I need a real point of difference not just sort of the guy one rung back but someone out of the blue Fusa 2 is that guy but it is a big risk he did move to the wing in defence when Lola here was having trouble with the bombs against the storm uh, in the second half there he's got a lot of ability wing or centre he's big he's fast he's strong he will get over the line he will create opportunities um it's just whether he gets the minutes. It's a risk, but you could end up with a keeper talent at a very affordable price if you were to take that chance this week. Um, the other guy, who again, injury prone, but um, certainly can put up massive supercoach numbers, Pete, is Paul Gallen. We've talked about him already through the year and said you can't pick him up, you can't pick him up. Finally, Origin's over. Finally, his contract um, is all settled for next year. He's back with the Sharks for next year. He's fit. We don't see any injury concerns for him this week. The Sharks, we've already mentioned them. Nice run home. They should be in there all the way. Paul Gallen, now do you make that room and say, well, I need him? Yeah, it's a big call, isn't it? Um, you know, if the Sharks lose two or three in a row and then he said, oh, well, bugger it, I'm going to go and have early season surgery or whatever to fix my ribs, knees, elbows, shoulder and so here sort of thing. Um, Get some sticky you... tape out. You got money down the drain, but I don't think it's going to be like that. I, I think Cronulla can at least go very close to making the eight, and so you would have um, Gallon there. The guy, like he, he led New South Wales to an absolute flogging on Wednesday night and did a lot of tackles. He turned up against um, the Dragons on Sunday and played very well again. So yeah, put up nice you've numbers. Got to make room for him, I think. You know, if he hadn't turned up on Sunday, then you could say, oh yeah, Origin Specialist, a la Robbie Farah, maybe. Um, but no, I think you've, you've got to try and get him in there if you possibly can. Is he someone you'd go grab this week, Andrew, or do you just wait a couple more and then um, make sure you've got enough cash because you'll probably go above 500000 by then? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm going to stand by my statement and say <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm going to steer clear of... No more backflips on the northern beaches. No, no there's, <laughs> already had one, so another one. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to steer clear of him. I think I think his numbers are going to go down the more they go towards the semis. <clears throat> I think because he takes a lot of the fourth tackle options, I think they're going to start working that out and, and start hitting the halves and outside backs a bit more. So I think his work rate might decrease leading towards the semis. Yeah, look, if they win games, that could happen because they might start thinking to get him through to the to the finals. Yeah. look, you take out their halves, they've got a team that can match it with any team. And their real um, liabilities are in the halves. But if 
Jeff Robson, you know, he organises kind of like what Sam Williams is doing in, in Canberra. So, you know, and the way Jack Bird's played in some games this this year, you know, the, they could go on a run. They could not only make the top eight, but they could even cause a bit of cheek once they're in there. So. Well, that's what I mean with Gallon. I mean, he kind of overplays his hand a little yeah. bit sometimes. And so if, <clears throat> if a halfback's going to over... They've got to start over overcalling him, you know what I mean? So, you know, Gallon taking one hit up and then give the ball to me instead of him always calling for the ball when it should be going to the back. So and I think better, if they start working that out, he'll, uh, he'll, his numbers will go down a little bit. The better Ben Barber's uh, been going there, the more that could happen too because he's starting to really find a home there, at least off the bench, but he might start playing 80 he, himself. He's, he's a worthwhile mention, actually, Ben Barber. He started to really hit form again, so might be something to keep an eye on. Yeah, super catch wise he's kind of like a bit of a Kieran Foran about him. He just doesn't put up super catch numbers but what he creates for other members of that team does make a difference yeah. and guys like Sasai Fecky who we've always liked on the show you know he's starting to put up the numbers that we'd, we'd hoped and even Valentine Holmes you know if you've held on to him through thick and thin he could he could really fly home especially with Barber giving him some good ball um, cap strategy you know we're looking at buying those 113,800 players Nathaniel Patiru and Robert Jennings are the obvious targets this week. Patiru, um, he looked really good um, for Gold Coast, let's face it, you know, the mid-season buy against Manly. I mean, they were pretty shocking, except for Dave Taylor, um, the Titans. But Patiru played pretty well, and Jennings could be a late call-up for Penrith. He's already played two games. Uh, they're, they're the obvious ones. Patiru, front row. Um, Jennings, a centre and winger. You can look at non-players if you want to exploit the captain loophole, Andrew. Something I want to chat to you about briefly. Let's say that you say, well, I've got to have 17 or 18 guns, maybe even 19, and I just want all my other bench to have be zero scorers so I can use this um, captain loophole. Can you, can you sort of chat a bit about that? Well, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've exploited the loophole three weeks in a row with yeah. Sean Johnson. So, um, yeah, it's... I, I just like having no salary cap left. Obviously, there's no point having any money sitting on your bench uh, doing nothing pretty much. So, yeah, I like having... You can get having... caught out, can't you? I mean, you can get caught out where you might only have a few trades left and suddenly a big-name injury goes down and suddenly you're left with a host of, of, of money because you, you were saving it for one more buy and you had to sell your top price player because he went down for the year. It's very important that you balance this time of year. You're really balancing it at that around that zero mark as close as you can get and each game you're playing against teams that are doing the same thing so there you know if you're waiting one more week one more week to pick up the Corey Parkers the Paul Gallons the Jonathan Thurstons it could be one week too late and an all-important loss um, as far as the as, as being able to use the captain loophole you know you can win twice if you've got 19 fit players or 18 fit players in your lineup and all the rest are getting zero then you put one of the zero players in your team, you make them captain, and your vice-captain will get captain points. Now, if the vice-captain does no, no good, then your captain, you change to somebody else, and they'll get your points. So you get two bites at the cherry. But if you've only got a couple of players playing off your bench and they're both quite strong, you'll also pick up a quite a decent score because your lowest score also counts for one zero. So that's where you can really win twice. The alternative is to make sure that you've got players like your Jackson Hastings um, that are playing some minutes. Jake Marquetto, I think we've talked about on the show. Now, it won't help you as much with the captain loophole, but it does mean that 
if you get to the end of the year and you've got no trades left, at least you can bring in a couple of these players if an injury hits one of your strike players. It will get you something and you're not scoring a zero. So that's where you're really weighing up. How many trades do I have left? How do I want to play it? What's my salary cap doing as far as that cap strategy? We're going to talk more about that next week. We're coming towards the end of the show. We've still got our tweets to do and our late mail. Quickly at the um, best picks for round 19, you've got guys like Corey Parker, top of the list, Sammy Radraja. Bryce Cartwright's got the upside as long as he gets the same minutes as we've seen in recent weeks. Paul Gallen is another one. If Nathan Peets plays, which it looks like he will, um, he's a good play as well. Um, Andrew Fafida and Luke Lewis also up there, as is Andrew McCulloch and Jack Reed, And even Brett Morris could do all right there against the Eels. Some upticks. If Kane LG plays, we believe that he's also going to play uh, there. Blake Ferguson, Jack Whiten uh, are good upticks as well. Tim Laffey could be an interesting point of difference. Down ticks, we also already mentioned Sean Johnson, but also Anthony Milford has a tough matchup. Uh, Adam Reynolds as well. Uh, James Seguiaro, who's going to most likely play tomorrow night or tonight by the time you're listening to this, probably. Um, Blake Austin actually gets a down tick as well, as does James Maloney and Mitchell Pearce and James Tedesco as well. Very tough matchup against the Brisbane Broncos. And looking at those late changes, Nathan Peets comes in. That's a you know a good opportunity for him with a good matchup against the Dogs. DeGoyce's value is immediately gone. Embiid's value, we already mentioned him earlier in the show. His is gone by moving back to the bench. Um, Seguiaro is probably going to play against the Storm. We don't know if he's going to start or not. Probably Coruscant is in there somewhere. They'll probably take minutes off each other to be a bit of a supercatch dead zone. Um, Heimel Hunt's been named, but more likely Toe Harris moves to the centres. That's a blow for him or his owners, unless Moho Fanua is a late inclusion. Uh, the Raiders and the, and the Sharks, look, we were hoping that Supercoach Pro's favourite, Cesar Walker, got moved to fullback with White moving into the halves for the injured Sam Williams. But it looks like it will either be Josh McCrone or Mitch Cornish playing there, even though ba- Kurt Baptiste was named at seven. That's uh, very unlikely to happen there. Uh, we also already mentioned Kane Elgy probably back for the Titans. Uh, Andrew, interesting with this one because the, you know we're hearing maybe Josh Hoffman will move to the centres, but Daniel Mortimer at halfback, it's a, it doesn't really work. Surely that LG would take Mortimer's spot and he might move to hooker or to the bench. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a straight swap, isn't it? Hoffman hasn't been going too bad. I mean, they got a touch-up on Monday night and uh, Meade, Meade's been going all right at fullback too. So I, I can't see... I mean, he's a nice kid. I, I, I can't see him holding his spot, Mortimer, um, yeah. especially with LG coming back in and, and Hoffman being a class player that he is. Chris Houston likely back for the Knights. Bo Scott also back, so there goes Joe Tarpany's upside. Probably Vivi's also. Um, Siani Matadi is going to play, as is Danny Levi. Pete, the Saints, um, some doubt over Tyson Frizzell. Anything that you have heard your way with the back injury? We actually had a tweet uh, um, asking specifically from a Tyson Frizzell owner about him. Um, I haven't heard anything in the last couple of days. They announced... Um like he was 18th man for Origin, um, and it just seems to be an ongoing issue that he's got. Uh, Cray also has an ongoing injury, sort of week to week thing. But um, as far as I know, he's going to play. I haven't heard otherwise. Um, keep your eye on Jack DeBellin as well. Um, yeah, he's been ruled out again this week with a, you know, an infection. Is that right? A viral infection? Yeah, it's a virus slash infection. Um, so but just keep an eye on I wouldn't be surprised if he plays. Just got a little gut instinct there. 
Yeah, and Frizzell with back injuries, you just never know. So that's uh, we'll read out the tweet in a moment. But very, very tough to, to choose that one. John Sutton's a tough play this week with the bad uh, matchup, and he's not 100%, although they believe he'll play. Um, Siasua Takiaho is in doubt. Aiden Guerra will probably stay off the bench regardless. There, that hurts him. And we mentioned Sean Johnson, Simon Mannering under injury clouds. We expect them to play. Menim Vadavai might even return there at the expense Jonathan Wright, but no Hurrell or Ryan Hoffman. Um, and the Broncos with the Tigers. It looks like Curtis Sirinan returns, so any um, opportunity to play Kyle Lovett or Chris Lawrence is probably gone there. Tim Simona also coming back, but probably not Robbie Farah. Um, but he's not really an option either way, it seems. Justin Hodges is back for the Broncos. Alex Glenn's likely to play as well. Great matchup for all Broncos players. Manly probably welcome back Brenton Lawrence, who played New South Wales Cup last week. But he'll come back from the bench. Probably a watch list target, to be honest. He had some good super coach games last year. Could could be a point of difference running home. If Manly can win these games, we think that they might have a tough time doing. But you just never know. Michael Morgan's in some doubt for the Cowboys as well. So keep an eye on our Twitter handle if you're a Michael Morgan owner, at SuperCoachPro. Speaking of Twitter, got some tweets here. Dale the Ninja. Uh, can you please let me know who's predicted to score more in rounds 23 to 26 out of Sia Soliala and Ethan Lowe? One of the players has to go for Jonathan Thurston. Look, our predictor has Ethan Lowe getting in the 60s for all games, but round 26, which he gets a 59. So they're pretty solid numbers. Sia Soliala hits 60 in round 21, but the other one's more around the 55 to 58. You know, you, you're not getting a big range with these two players. They've got nice high floors, so you can't really go terribly wrong with either of them. But um, I would suggest Ethan Lowe. Um, Pete, I don't know if you sort of see it differently with CSLA on the rate as a nice run home, but um, Lowe's, Lowe's been very consistent all year. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's I think that's the right call with uh, with Ethan Lowe. And Andrew, I'll go to you for this one from Just Dave at Davey Salter. Croker or Brett Morris in for you and Aitken for the run home. And then next week, Aaron Woods or James Graham. He's already got the feature in Parker. Good question. Uh, I'll, I'll take the goal kicker every day. Yeah. Um, just the, the extra points and plus Canberra's attacks firing. So he's he's a he's a gun. Um, Croker. So, and with the uh, Woods or Graham, uh, considering the Tigers are all but gone for the season, I think I have to go Graham. He's got a bit yeah. more, uh, bit more minutes in him, and, and he's got a, a good offload too. So I mean, they they they, they tend to uh, add up his offloads and in, in, in his minutes. So uh, I really like uh, James Graham. Yeah, the predictor doesn't look at injuries, obviously, but it does have Woods quite a bit higher, at least to this point, and with matchups included. Um, but I look at guys like Ben Madalino, um, probably ahead. You know, Paul Gallon, if you can afford him, definitely. Even Cade Snowden, although he plays for the Knights, that probably holds you against him. Um, definitely. Yeah, Woods. I like I like Madalino too. He scored forty last week. That's his lowest score of the year. Yeah, he, he, won't, he won't be doing that again. All that does is make him right. cheaper to pick up next week. Exactly. Exactly. So, Honestly, um, Dave, I would go against both Woods and Graham and go Ben Madalino. As for the, um, as for Jared Croker, he's a top ten for the rest of the year. The way that the matchups the Raiders have, the fact he kicks goals, 
Uh, if you haven't already got him, you've got to find a way to get him in. So that, that's a no-brainer for mine, even though Brett Morris might outscore him this week because Morris does have a great matchup this week. I think over the course of eight games, I'd be taking Croker as well. And finally, the Tyson Frizzell question from um, Ron Bolleman at Ron underscore Bowl. I'm a Tyson Frizzell owner, in or out. We like his matchups. He's a top 50 player. That's not horrible if you're already an owner. It's a bad matchup this week, but moving forward, we think good matchups. You've got to hold on to your trades at this time. So I think, as we've mentioned earlier about Frizzell, better to keep. We have completely run out of time. Andrew, thank you so much. We'll Thanks, boys. I'll speak to you next week. And Pete, thank you very much. Good luck to both of your teams. Very big games. Very big games. And you too, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got a big game. Will we lose by 30 or 50? That's <laughs> uh, amazing. Never, never know. Might be a little bit of tiger spirit there. Up in Thank Brisbane uh, with our record. Okay. <laughs> All right, and that is it for the show. Remember, you can get all that information as well as this very podcast and the Sunday review show I do with Ryan MS on our website, www.supercoachpros.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Very important that you get that last-minute information for your team lineups uh, that we tweet out before each and every game at Supercoach Pros. And we'll talk to you on Sunday for the review show. Bye now.